Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. We started um, a series on last week entitled Keys to Destiny. Um, and we're talking about keys to destiny in our personal lives uh, as well as our corporate life or as a ministry. I want to share with you the keys uh, that we've used in this ministry uh, that's been very successful and that we're going to continue to use uh, as we move on to the next level that God has for us. So last week we, we started this series talking about our minds and our thinking. Um, and when we started this ministry, we could not take on the mindset of the area, but we had to take on the mindset of God. We had to take God's word and think like God thinks. Uh, when I first started, we first started this ministry, I remember someone telling me about our Wednesday night service. They said, out here, if you have 30 people on Wednesday nights, you're doing great and that's successful. But that's not what I saw. I believe God for more. And uh, because I refuse to take on their mindset, we got more. We got, we have what God has that God says that we have. I have to think like God thinks. You have to think like God thinks. We want to make sure that our minds are thinking like kingdom people. So the, the first key uh, that we dealt with last week was the mind or our thinking. Today we're going to introduce the second key that has to do with our mouths or our words. We, matter of fact, help me out with the, the subtitle for today's lesson. Tell your neighbor, say, watch your words. Everything you see in this ministry for these last 18 years, we spoke into, we spoke it into existence. Uh, uh, you've heard me testify about how uh, one Wednesday night we were in service and yes, the, the pews, we had pews at that time, uh, the pews were empty and I had the people of God speaking to empty pews saying, fill up in the name of Jesus. Some of them looked at me like I was crazy and some of them agreed with me. But, and let me tell you this, the next week we came in, now we may have had 30 people that, that week that we were speaking to the pews. The following week we probably had 15 people because some of the people said, we're not going back there, he's crazy. But what it really was, was a distraction of the enemy trying to get us out of faith. See, you're going to say things, but you may not see it instantly, but you got to keep saying it. Um, I stood right here, and the Lord spoke to me about the bank building next door, the, which was a Hibernia bank building. And the Lord said to me, I'm giving that building to the ministry. And I, I, I said, uh, all right, and I wanted to go on and move on with the service. And the Lord says, say it to the people. And I said, Lord, the bank is open. You're pushing me out here in deep water. But I went on and said, the Lord says that that bank building belongs to the ministry. Not three, three weeks later, uh, the bank was closing. We got a letter because we were doing our deposits in that bank. They said, we're closing. You have to take your deposits to Airline Highway. So the bank closed. And I almost feel like when I, when I spoke those words, we were cursing that, uh, that bank like Jesus cursed the fig tree. 
you're unproductive, you got to shut down. Well, right after that, we had to go through a bidding process. And uh, to make a long story short, we won the bid, we got the building, but it first started with our confession. Tell somebody again, so you got to watch your words. So turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 10, and uh, we're going to read verse number 8. We're going to skip down to verse 10, and then we'll skip down to verse number 17. You have your Bibles? Romans chapter 10. Uh, we'll start with verse number 8. We'll skip down to verse number 10, and then we'll skip down to 17. Romans 10 and 8 says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach. Now, look, look at verse number 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, I will tell you that very few believers realize the connection between their personal success and their personal failures in life and the words that they speak out of their, out of their mouths. If you're born again, the new birth experience is entered into by confessing with your mouth. Now, the B part of Romans 10, 10 says, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And uh, there's two key words in that verse. Listen to this, confession and salvation. When you hear the word confession, you know, you automatically think that we're confessing our sins or confessing our failures or confessing our weaknesses. But that's not a, the side of confession that we're dealing with in this lesson today. The word confession, uh, confession in this lesson means, listen to this, to agree with or to say the same thing that God says about you, God says to you, and God says about your circumstances. The word salvation has to do with God's, listen to this, God's entire um, benefit package, if I can say it like that. God's entire benefit package for the well-being of the believer. And that benefit package includes healing, say healing. healing. Deliverance, say deliverance. deliverance. Provision, Provision. safety, safety. Peace. peace. And the list goes on. So the Bible says, with the mouth, confession is made unto healing or unto deliverance or unto provision or unto salvation or unto safety and peace now Romans 10 and 17 says faith comes by hearing but faith is released by speaking it comes here and we always talk about how faith comes but we never talk about how it's released it's released by the words you speak out of your mouth. God's word system is a divine system of communication that ties positive experiences to good words we speak out of our mouths. Now let's go to a very uh, popular and familiar text that speaks about our words. Go to Proverbs 18 and verse number 21. You know, we, we, we know this, 
But it's one thing to know it, and it's another thing to practice it. 18 and 21. You there? It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Uh, the Message Bible says this. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. So every day, we're either speaking death to our lives or we're speaking life to our lives. Now, let's... let's Let's just look at the whole of our lives. Question, what are you speaking over your body? What are you speaking over your body? Because you're either speaking death over your body or you're speaking life over your body. Your words can actually speed up the aging process. Hmm. They're, they're, they're that important. See, when you start saying negative things about your body, I want you to hear something. Your body is listening to you. Your body is listening to the words that you speak out of your mouth over your body. See, when you start saying negative things, I want you to, I want you to hear this. Things like, I just can't do what I used to do. Your body is listening to what you're saying about your body. Oh, I just, I man, look, I, I ain't able to do that. I, I just, I can't. See, let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you what you ought to be confessing. My youth is renewed like the eagle. Come on, somebody say that with me. Say, my youth, my youth is, renewed is renewed like the eagle. Y'all whispering that. Come on, I want you to say it because I want you to convince yourself that my youth, come on, say is renewed like the eagle. See, I'm taking this to heart. I'm not playing with it. I mean my, and I'm not just telling you this, I mean my youth is renewed like the eagle. I am getting better every day. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you have that I can't do what I used to do stuff. I'm going to let you have that. No, no, my youth is being renewed like the, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Come on, somebody say, I'm getting better. See, my body is lining up. I lost nine pounds in the last two weeks. Come on, hey, hey, you got to learn how to celebrate somebody else. I lost nine pounds in the last two weeks. Man, this, this suit is about 11 years old. I tried to put this suit on about a month ago, and I had to wear it open. <laughs> but my body now, things are being renewed. <laughs> things are changing. Come on, don't give me no lazy. Come on, come on, come on. 
Thank you. Come on, confess it. My body's getting better. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be careful what you confess about yourself. I was in a, a service, I'm not gonna say when, recently, and I heard someone singing this song, there's a leak in this old building and my soul has got to move. And I'm like, no! Please, and the people are just rocking to it. There's a leak. I mean, they're singing death over their own lives. And I'm like, uh-uh, mm-mm, no, I ain't saying that, no. Ain't no leak in this old building. As a matter of fact, ain't no leak in this young building. Ain't no leak in this new building. No, uh-uh, no, heaven's my home, but I ain't homesick. I'm gonna get there. And you gotta be careful, even the words that you sing. Just because a song is popular don't mean it's right. You have, you have to be careful. Make sure whatever comes out of your mouth matches what the word says. So, I mean, you can't lose weight because you're eating right, you're exercising, but you're cursing your own efforts with your mouth. You're saying stuff like, everything I eat just sticks to me. <laughs> oh, Lord, I... I gain weight by just looking at food. Come on, I, I, you know, it just sounds funny, but hey, you confess that over your life. I, 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 I eat low fat and just get more fat. You've got to stop speaking that over your body. What are you saying about your mind? What are you saying about it? Are you confessing that I have the mind of Christ? Are you confessing that I have a sound mind? Are you confessing that I have supernatural recall? I have supernatural, or are you confessing, I can't remember anything. If my head wasn't attached to my body, I forget my head. What are you saying about your own mind? What are you saying about your finances? Are you speaking life over your finances or are you speaking death? Shoot, I ain't got no money. I'll never be able to afford that. I'm so broke I can't pay attention. I'm so broke that if a robber robbed me, he'd just be practicing. Or are you confessing, I'm a giver. And according to God's word, good measures, pressed down, shaken together, and running over comes back to me all the time. Are you confessing, I don't lack for anything because my God has supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The Lord, this is the word, the Lord has pleasure in the prosperity of his service. Now, I'm a child, I'm a son, so if he has pleasure in the prosperity of his service, how do you think he feels about his children? The blessing of Abraham is mine. See, those are the kind of confessions that you need to start making over your finances. Now, let me make a statement about destiny. You are in control of your destiny. 
You are. Tell somebody. I want you to look at them and tell them with a serious face. Say, you are, you are in control, control of your destiny. Of your destiny. Listen. You are, you are in control of your destiny. God is not in control of your destiny. <gasps> what? I said you are in control of your destiny. God is not in control of your destiny. I want you to think about this. We read last week where God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So God only thinks good for everybody. So if he was really in charge of our destinies, everybody would have a high quality of life. Am I right about it? That's right. But that's not true for everybody because, the, you know, one thing, now we have to know that God is no respecter of person, but the reason it's not true is because God is not in charge or responsible for your destiny. As a matter of fact, and we've been talking about this, everything has already been done. God has already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And I'll tell you something else. Satan is not in control of your destiny. See, some of you give the devil too much credit. If Satan was in control of your destiny, he would make your life horrible all of the time. Because his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. Another thing you need to understand is people are not in control of your destiny. I don't know why we, we, we give energy to, to people that's trying to hold us back like they're in control. Nobody is in control of your destiny but you. Come on, look at that neighbor again and say, you are, you are in, control in control of your destiny. Yes. Now let me show you what I'm talking about. Go to James chapter 3 and uh, verses 2 through 4. James chapter 3, verses 2 through 4. Listen to this. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, that's a mature man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, with though they be so great and are driven with fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small, listen to that, very small helm, whethersoever the listen, wherever the governor listen, even the tongue. Look at verse 5. I know I said to 4, but look at this verse 5. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Now, I want to give you three things from this text. The first thing is, it, it, com it communicates to us that if we control our tongues, then we can control our lives. If we can control our tongues, we can control our lives. The second thing it communicates to us is, is a sign of spiritual maturity is the ability to control your tongue. Show me a spiritually mature person, and I'll show you a person that can manage his or her words. And it takes maturity to manage your words because we all have a flesh, and we all have bad thoughts to come in our minds. I don't care who you are. We all have to deal with bad thoughts. Anybody here never have to deal with bad thoughts? 
How many of you today, you've had a bad thought since you've been up this morning? No, no. How many had a bad thought since you've been here in church today? Come on, come on, lift your hand. Listen, you cannot control the thoughts that come in, but you can, you can control what you rethink. Because bad thoughts are going to come in your mind. Oh, man, y'all won't play with me like, like you know, like, man, you, you come to church sometimes and the devil starts playing with your mind about people in church. Man, I wish he wouldn't make so much noise. Lord, have mercy. Get on my nerves with all that noise. Man, why you got to sing so loud? It should be in the choir if they want to sing that loud. Bad thoughts. You deal with bad thoughts. Woo! Boy, that's a fine girl in the choir. There you are. Ooh, Lord. I wonder if he married. Girl, you see a ring on? You're, trying, you're supposed to be getting the word. You're looking for rings on people's fingers. You have all kinds of thoughts that come up in your mind. The devil's going to make sure that you deal with some bad thoughts. You, you have people in church that you don't like and you don't even know why. You just say stupid stuff like something about them. What's something about them mean? What, what does that mean? You, 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 you found somebody that you don't like. It's just something about them that you don't like. You can't even put your hands on it. You know that ain't nothing but a trick of the devil. I don't like the way they walk. Like the way they, you know, they just they look so prideful. You, you can't, you can't be mad with somebody because they have confidence. So you gotta have bad thoughts that come in your mind, but you got to manage your words. Third thing that we see, and I want you to listen to this. This is what I really want to deal with. I want you to see what it says in this this text. Small things control big things. Small things control big things. It talks about a bit in the horse's mouth can make a powerful horse go in a different direction. A small bit against a powerful horse. Then he says, a very small helm can turn a huge ship. Now, I told you that, well, I'm told and I've never gone on a cruise ship before. I, I, and I, my wife and I have never gone on a cruise. And you don't have to feel sorry for us because we just don't want to go on a cruise. I, I don't have anything wrong you know, against cruises. And people go on cruises all the time. It's just not my thing. I can't drink all that water. Uh, <laughs> and I know people tell, they try to convince me all the time to go on a cruise. No, you'll never know you're on a ship. Listen, once I see that water, you can't, I, I, you can't make me not see what I saw. <laughs> no, it's so big. They have so many restaurants, and you'll never. I said, Can I get out and drive around? See, if I can't get out and drive around, I ain't going on no cruise. You want to go on a cruise? Not really. Okay. No, it's just not my thing. But I'm told, I'm told that when a cruise ship is turning, it's hard to notice the turn because it happens subtly. You know what this tells me? It says that even though we're speaking the right words, sometimes it takes time. Do you hear me? Sometimes you're not going to see immediately what you're speaking, but you got to keep speaking the right words, and I will tell you that things will start turning around. Some of you need to hear that today because you've been confessing, you've been confessing, and you can't see anything happening, but just because you don't see it don't mean it's not happening. 
Anybody ever been on a cruise ship? You ever been on a cruise ship? And, and, and before you know it, that cruise ship was going in a different direction and you didn't even feel it. You was like, we were going that way. But now we're going in a different direction and I didn't even feel it. Well, I'm saying to you, you can keep speaking God's word. And even though you don't feel it, and even though you don't see it with your natural eyes, things are turning around. Come on, tell somebody, I said, things are turning around. Now, listen, listen. The Bible says that that small helm can turn the ship in fierce winds, even during storms. See, it can be storming in your life, but if you keep your mouth right, if you keep confessing the word of God, you can turn that ship around. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. You can turn things around in your life with your confession. You can turn, listen, Every day you get up in the morning, you ought to be confessing the word of God. And, and, and what happens with us, and I have to say this even for myself, we, we know what we need to do, but we, we forget what we need to do. We stop doing it. We'll start doing something. We get excited about it. Then after a while, we'll just get away from it. It's kind of like exercising. You, you buy the treadmill. Man, I'm about to work out. Man, I'm about to get in shape. And man, three weeks, that treadmill ends up holding clothes. You got all kinds kind of stuff laying on the treadmill. My dog has made the treadmill a bed. He loved that belt just feels good to his body. Listen. <laughs> doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. You got to keep speaking and confessing the word, the devil wants you to stop doing what works. The devil wants you to stop doing what you got to keep telling them. You got to keep confessing the word. Let's go back to Proverbs 18. And we're going to look at verses 20 and 21. I want you to really listen to this. It says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I want to read it in the uh, Amplified Version of the Bible. It says, a man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth, and with the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied whether good or evil. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. Now, now, now listen to this. Words are seeds that produce a harvest that you must eat. You have to be careful because you're going to literally eat your words. You've got to be careful. See, that's why you can't play with your words. And, and you know, we, we've been saying stuff jokingly for years, but you know, a lot of us have been cursing our own destiny. Notice, I want you to emphasize something here. The text says, a man's belly shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. Death and life are in your tongue. See, you're going to be filled with the fruit of your mouth and the consequences of your words. You frame your world with your words. It's up to you. See, I can pray for you all day and all night but if I'm praying one thing 
and you're saying something else, you're going to get what you say. You can come to church and I can put all on your head and you can leave out of here greasy. But if you leave out of here and you're speaking against the word of God, you're going to get what you say. Mm, mm, mm. Listen, listen to this. Listen. My prayers will not override spiritual laws. It's the words of your mouth. Your mouth. I talk about this all the time. Uh, I was at a funeral years ago, and there was a preacher. He liked to play a lot after the funeral service, after the wake service or whatever they call it. He says, I saw when you came in the building. He says, you had to walk sideways down the aisle because you got so much money. Pockets are just bulging with money. You had to walk sideways down the aisle. And you know what he was expecting me to say? Man, I ain't got nothing. I said, yeah, you right. <laughs> he was looking like, hey, what? I said, man, I got it. Ooh, baby, I got I don't know who told you. I got it. See, I'm not, gonna, I'm not speaking poverty over my life. I'm speaking with the words. That, man, I got Ooh, doc, I got it. Man. He didn't even know what to say. He dropped his head and walked away. And I know what he was, and I know what he was saying. Boy, that's arrogant there. You shouldn't have played with me because I'm not playing with my words. <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't play, I'm not agreeing with that. You know, and you know how we do it. Somebody says, I'm like, man, I ain't hitting on nothing. <laughs> no, man, I'm the poorest and need the most. <laughs> I ain't saying that kind of stuff over my life. No, I got it. Come on, me. You say, I got it. <laughs> Come on, come on, come on. I, I, want you, I want you to say, say, I got it made. I got Look at your neighbor. Some of you, look, I'm looking at some of the sisters, man. When they were saying it, they were shaking their head. I just saw, look, some of them were shaking their head, man. They, they really meant it. I got it made. Look at your neighbor and tell them, say, I got it made. I got it made. No, I ain't got it made in the shade. I got it made in the sun, the S O N. Death and life are in your tongue. You're going to be filled with the fruit of your mouth and the consequences of your words. Your words. I have people speaking doom and gloom over me all the time. But all I do is listen to what they say and then I speak something else over my life. I override their words with my own words. Because the power for my life, my life is in my words. Now, go to Proverbs 30. Is this helping anybody? Yes. Proverbs 30 and 32. And even, listen, listen, why are you finding that? Even in your prayers, pray the word. Even in your prayers. And I have to watch things I say. Even in your prayers. Oh, no. I'm praying for this mean old cruel world. It's going to keep on being mean and cruel if you keep speaking, speaking mean and cruel. What does the word say? Speak what the word says. You have a, a Proverbs 30. Look at verse 32. And if thou hast done foolishly in lifting up thyself, or if thou hast thought evil, lay thine hand 
upon thy mouth. If you have thought evil, the Bible says, lay your hand upon your mouth. See, we, we do things backwards. We say something crazy and then we put our hand over our mouth. You don't cuss, you're like, oh. No, you should have before you said it. It says, if you think evil, lay your hands on your mouth. Again, Satan can tempt you, he can try you, but he cannot establish evil in your life apart from your exist existence or assistance. So he attacks your mind with an evil thought, but the text says when the evil thought comes, lay your hands on your mouth. See, if you lay your hand on your mouth and don't speak it, that thought will die unborn. But if you speak that evil thought, then that thought is conceived and it will come into manifestation. You give birth to it when you speak it out of your mouth. Now, I've heard people say this, well, when it comes up, comes out, I'm just keeping it real. And I will say to you, and I submit to you, that yes, you are keeping it real. Because your words will create your reality. If the evil thought comes, put your hand over your mouth. Don't say it. And it will be a thought that will be, it will die being unborn. But if you speak words, it is then that it's conceived. And you will see what you say. Go to Matthew 16, 31. We all need this reminder. Listen, listen to this. Therefore, take no thought saying. Therefore, take no thought saying. What shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Take no thought saying. Jesus says, don't take the thought and say it. He says, don't say I don't know what I'm going to eat. He says, don't say, I don't know what I'm going to drink. He says, don't say, I don't know what I'm going to wear. Even if the thought comes up, don't say it. You see, when you take a negative thought and you say it, you're releasing Satan and his, and his demons to bring this thing to pass. Jesus goes on to say in verse 32 that your heavenly father knows about your needs. You have a heavenly father. Come on, say, I have a heavenly father. But when you take a negative thought and say it, you make the devil aware that you've lost focus on your father. Hmm. See, you can't be focusing on God and saying stuff like that. About, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to eat. I don't know if we're going to have any clothes, Father. I don't know what we're going to do. See, you can't, you can't focus on God and make those kind of negative confessions. He says, even if the thought comes up, don't say it. Take no thought saying. Don't say it. Because when you say it, now the devil's like, ah. Oh. See, the devil knows who you are. And he knows whose child you are. But he's checking to see if you know who you are. And when you say stuff like that, you're saying that I've lost focus on my father. Because you can't look at God and then say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because the cattle that feeds on a thousand hill belongs to my father. The silver is his. The gold is his. You have a heavenly father. Now let me give you some great news. We can also release angels and the spirit of God to work on our behalf 
if we'll just speak God's word. Somebody shout, say, I have angels. Come on, say, I have angels. I have angels. Come on, say, I'm not by myself. I have angels. <laughs> oh, glory. See, you, you, don't, you don't see my source. You see me and you think I'm by myself, but I have, the, I have a host of angels backing me up. I have a, I'm not in this alone. See, don't laugh too quick because I can get a special delivery at any moment. Now, let me prove this to you. Go to Psalms 103 and verse 19. Psalms 103 and verse 19. We're getting ready to change what we say, which is going to change what we see. Listen to this. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. There's nothing that you will face in this life that the kingdom of God on the inside of you cannot overcome. The kingdom ruleth over all. Say that, the kingdom ruleth over all. See, you're greater inwardly than you are outwardly. But look at verse 20. This is where I want to go. Bless the Lord, yea, his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. The angels hearken to the voice of God's word. See, this is how it works. You have to take God's word, put it in your heart, and get it in your mouth. And when you speak, the angels hear God's word, and they are assigned to cause it to come to pass in your life. But if you don't speak God's word, the angels are not listening. When I speak God's words, the angels are released. But when I speak doubt and unbelief, it empowers demons. So I want you to picture this. Angels are on tiptoe anticipation, waiting for you to speak God's word. Now you're in situations and you're, you're so busy talking your circumstances rather than confessing the word. And the angels are like, come on, come on, give me something to do. Come on, come on, give me something to do. I want I to I bring it to pass in your life, but I can't do it until I get the word from you. Because you're in charge of your own destiny. God says, I've already set it up. I got a whole storehouse full of stuff just for you. And the angels are ready to bring it to pass in your life. But you got to speak God's word. So what are you saying? What are you saying? Because whatever you say determines who shows up. When you speak against God's word, the devil says, I got him. Got him. Who's that boy? Who's that boy talking about got him? It's always tricking people. What's that boy's name? You know, it's amazing to me how people come to church and make you, they want you to think that they're sitting around the house reading the 23rd Psalms all day. <laughs> Anybody know who I'm talking about? The boy that always, he'll try to, you don't know his name though, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, he said, God, that's what the devil's doing. The devil's trying to get you. And he's trying to get you with words that you're speaking against yourself. When you speak the word of God, you confess God's word, the angels are saying, yes! 
I got a job. I got a job. I can bring that thing to pass. But when you're speaking against God's word, you can't get what God says. You empower the devil to bring things to pass in your life. So before you speak, think about what you're saying. I'm getting ready to say something, but doesn't match what God says. Because if not, I'm not going to say it. Go back to Genesis. We were made in God's image. Go back to Genesis. you see where it says, and God said, and God said, and God said. And then it goes on to say, and God saw, and God saw. God saw what he said. And we're made in his image, so we're going to get what we say. What are you saying about you? What are you saying? See, you're so busy worrying about what people are saying. You know what they say? They've been talking about you. Who is they? I'm so tired of hearing about they. I'm so tired of hearing about they. They, they, they've been controlling a whole lot of stuff. They've been controlling what we say. They, they control how we think. And I ain't, nobody has a picture of they, but we listen to they. We'll take they word over what God says. I don't care what nobody says about me. Yeah, I came from a, a what's called a single parent home. Yes, we moved from Michigan and we moved to Girtown. And they said, you'll never get out of Girtown. They didn't see what God said. So we left Girtown, we moved up to Hollygrove. <laughs> In spite of what they say. <laughs> I went back to Girtown a couple of weeks ago. And I'm I'm and we, we, we were living in this this little shotgun house. Um, my mother and her sister, my two brothers and I and her son. Two bedrooms. So one bedroom for the boys, four of us. Toes and ears. <laughs> Little small house. I went back a couple weeks ago because I'm trying to find out who owns the house because I want to buy it. I want to purchase where I used to live. <laughs> Glory to God. I want to I purchase it. And you never know. If I can get it, I might give it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What what we used to look at as a bad place, now somebody can get in with no house note. Wouldn't that be amazing? Now, if I had listened to they, we would never be here today. You got to get that word. These the. These words are so powerful. I want to show you this example. Uh, and I, I, I talked about this some years ago. I watched this special on boxing a few years ago. And Brian Gumbel uh, did a special on these three boxers, all who died in the year 2009. Uh, July the 1st, 2009, a boxer by the name of uh, Alexis Agrillo, Agrillo was found shot to death and uh, he was a former three time world champion 
Then, on July the 11th, 2009, a boxer by the name of Arturo Gatti was found dead in his hotel room in Brazil. Well, right after Arturo Gatti's death, another boxer by the name of Vernon Forrest was being interviewed. And during the interview, he spoke out that the two boxers who had just died, he was talking about how they lost their lives, and he says this, I guess I better be careful because they, they normally say it comes in threes. Two weeks later, he was shot to death in a robbery attempt. Two weeks later, after he spoke those words, I better be careful because they say it comes in threes. Again, there are, there's, there's they again. And you take what they say and you believe what they say versus what God says. Words are so powerful that they're not to be played with. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. I, I believe that that boy would still be here if he hadn't confessed that death over his own life. Man, I've had recently, there's been, there's been a few pastors that have passed uh, across this country. And uh, I had somebody telling me that, that same old crazy stuff, you know, and I don't know where they get that it comes in three stuff from, but I guess they started it. So we, we take what they say and we just run with it. And I had somebody tell me, hey man, you better be careful, man. That's not why I'm working on my health because of what they say. I'm working on my health because I just want to live a long time, long, a long, strong, healthy, and wealthy life. But they, someone said to me, yeah, be careful, man, because, you know, they say, uh, you know, two preachers and two pastors have died and uh, it comes in threes. I said, okay, well, three better go somewhere else because three ain't coming near me. No, indeed. I ain't leaving here till I get ready. Maybe I took you somewhere your head couldn't go. I said, I, 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 I ain't leaving here. And I think we have a, I think we can, we have a, a, a will. I think people that get to a certain uh, point in life and they say, I want to get out of here. I knew, I knew, it was almost two years. I knew uh, when my mother was getting ready to leave. You know why I knew it? Because she said, I'm tired now, son. And I'm now ready. So, and when she said that, I knew I could pray all I wanted to. I could say all I wanted to say. But mama was going home because that's what she wanted. And she spoke it out of her mouth. She was ready. She was ready to meet Jesus. She was ready to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. And I could have prayed and cried, and Mama, no, Mama. Mama said, I'm out of here, boy. I'm, I'm telling you, and let me just tell you something. And I can say this and rejoice today. You know, of course I miss it, but I can say this and rejoice today. But man, my mama went out like a gangster. <laughs> I be bad, look. I'm telling you, she sat there, man, she was on that bed, man. She, Look, look, she started pointing out, I want you to do this, I want you to do that, I want you to do this, I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready to get out of here, I want you to do that. Boy, I want you to finish your book, get that book, get that, I got it on video, she told me, and I'm working on my book right now. She said, I want you to get that book out, that book is going to change the lives of a lot of people, it's going to change your ministry, get that book out. I mean, she's just ordering people around, do this, do that, I want you to do this, and then she said, I'm ready to get out of here. And not long, a few days later, she just yeah, she was alert and everything. But she spoke out of her mouth. Yep. I'm ready to go. I believe that we have a will. 
and she was ready to go. She said, I'm tired, son. I'm and I had to accept. I, I had to accept what she wanted because the power of life and death is in your tongue. Let's get back to our confessions. Make a list of words that come out of God's word to confess over your life. Watch. It may not happen overnight, but watch. The ship of your life is going to start to turn. Glory to God. Things are turning for you for the better. Your body is lining up. Your finances are lining up. Your mind is lining up. Your marriage is lining up. Your children are lining up. I don't care what you see. Don't say what you see. Say what you want to see. Let's start confessing again. Come on, stand up, everybody. Look at somebody and tell them, say, watch your words. Watch your words. Tell them, say, the power of life and death, life and death is in your mouth. Well, I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you're Ever in the greater New Orleans area, please visit Destiny Christian Center at 612 Main Street in Laplace, Louisiana. If not, you can visit us at destinychristian.org radio. 